Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. You know? I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? All right, welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. Liff is not here today. Pops is out, but LJ's here. Whoa. And as we've learned from the great Bill Belichick, it's next man up. Jared <laughs> Owens makes his appearance on the JPP. What's going on, Jared? What's going on, guys? Glad to be a part of it. He's our Rex Burkhart. We got... <laughs> <laughs> we have a... I, I kind of feel like there's a lot of headlines going I know some of them have been repeating because... The MLB COVID outbreak, but now there's another team involved. So there's yeah. more layers. This is the onion of sports. There's just more layers keep peeling off of it. And then we got the Pac-12. I think one of the biggest headlines in sports, yeah. really, that's not getting talked about is the Pac-12 stuff where college players seem to be stepping up to the man. So we'll get into some of that. NBA talk to NFL. It's coming up. It, thir- this week would have been the Hall of Fame game, but, uh, yeah. you know. Uh. Stuff got canceled, but we'll get into all of it. But first, I wanted before we get into all that, I want to talk about our friends over at Bet Online. Sports World is not just making a comeback; it's back. I mean, we have live sports on every single night. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. This weekend, I was watching sports. So if I wasn't like out doing something, there was definitely NBA on my TV at all times. Oh yeah. So if you're out watching sports, what better way to celebrate sports coming back than to win a little money while you're doing it? And that's why you need to go over to Bet Online. They have everything you want, the best odds, lines for all the upcoming games. And then if you don't really care for like the, the sports that involve a ball, they got UFC, they got NASCAR, they got boxing, they got it all. Plus, maybe you're not getting enough with all the live sports and you want to do some simulated stuff. They have simulated NFL, NBA UFC happening live every day for all the devout gamblers out there. <laughs> Bet Online also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the biz. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. That is betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Uh, we'll get into this maybe a little bit later. I don't know when Pops pops on for a sec, but uh, the Mavs bet that we were going to yeah. do or we thought about right. doing. I'm glad we held off at least for now. <laughs> Tell me about it. What's up? <laughs> they've blown a lot of fourth quarter. So may- well, they've blown. They finally won uh, on Tuesday, Tuesday against the Kings, which big, big win there. Yeah. Uh, took OT to do so. And then, but other than that, they just blow a fourth quarter, blow the lead in the fourth quarter every single game. Uh, so uh, the odds are getting better for them. If you want to put down that big bet, there's probably better odds now because they, is, they aren't. Is there just like we'll get into something in Dallas's water? Is that like just the way Dallas works? 
Well, everyone likes to just say, you know, this team is young. Where, I mean, really, besides Luca, they're not that young. <laughs> like, there's there's plenty of veterans on the roster, but everyone's just like, oh, they're babies. They're babies. They'll figure it out. Well, well hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. but the old guys had like but, uh, a few months off to stay warm for the playoffs. So I don't even think age got anything to do with it now. Age ain't nothing but a number. That's what I've always heard. So I feel um, like uh, I feel I want, like betting the Mavericks oh, right now is like a Russian roulette. You never know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. How, how that well, how that game against the Rockets got blown the other night is just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, LJ, they had one of the best offensive ratings that I think maybe the best offensive the best rating offensive rating ever. <laughs> they said they had a better offensive rating. Eighty five points. Yeah. Jesus. Eighty five in the first half. It was the best. Off- wow. It was a better offensive rating than any of the Bulls teams or the Warriors teams with KD ever had. That's insanity. And then they're up by what? I think like seven with 40 seconds left, then four with 17 seconds left or something and found a way to lose it. (laughs) And really the ref actually helped them out and kept them in the game. And then they blew it again. So they just, the the refs tried to help them and they just didn't help themselves, but we'll, we'll do some NBA Uh, real quick before I get into the MLB stuff. I do have an update because it feels like there's an update on this every time. Antonio Brown is not retired, LJ. <laughs> and the the NFL has now finally ruled that he has had he has an eight game suspension. Yeah. He put on Instagram that he looks forward to new beginnings and wants to be the best version of himself on and off the field and will do his best to be a great teammate. He appreciates the NFL giving him the opportunity to continue to work on himself and improve. And then put the hashtag Himothy. I've seen him do that a few times. Jared, do you have any clue what Himothy <laughs> means? I've I've seen it on his social media and I do not get it at all. All right, I'm about well, to there, there's that. a lot of things that Antonio Brown does. <laughs> Antonio Brown understand. does it. Everything he does, I'm never like, oh, I understand what he's doing. There's actually a Twitter account called Antonio Brown Translator, and under uh, each one of Antonio Brown's tweets, it tweets like what he was <laughs> meaning in normal talk. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll have to link that. So what Antonio is saying here is, <laughs> yes. um, Antonio um, Brown's got a mixtape called Himothy, by the way. Um, so that might be a okay. So we're just giving him some free pub. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, sick and by the club. way, I did want to say that uh, if Antonio Brown wants to be his best self on the field, he might have to talk to Dwayne the Rock Johnson because that's probably the only field he can get on is the XFL if they can come back. So <laughs> who just bought the XFL? <laughs> Electric is what that would be. <laughs> <laughs> he hate me. So 2. as 0. we know, the league had been investigating. <laughs> the league had been investigating Brown after an artist who did work at his home accused him of sexual misconduct stemming from an incident. She says it occurred when she worked there in 2017. He also pleaded no contest in June to a felony burglary with battery charge related to an incident in January with a moving truck company at his house in Florida. So a lot of stuff's going on. Yeah. It sounds like there might be more than just The Rock and the XFL interested, LJ. Apparently, Pete Carroll acknowledged on Monday the team has interest in AB, saying that GM John Snyder has been monitoring AB's, quote, complex situation that is one way to describe it how many how many teams have to look at him and say we can fix him i mean this is not like your trashy boyfriend in college you know what i mean you don't get to just fix every wide receiver (laughs) you know (laughs) you know there's the 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 person that's advocating for him behind closed doors is russell wilson russell wilson did a few workouts with him over the course of the summer and I don't know what it is about AB because he clashes with everyone and he's crazy. But maybe because quarterbacks like good receivers. Yeah. But Tom Brady advocated for him. Russell Wilson advocated for him. 
at one point Ben Roethlisberger was advocating yeah. for him. Maybe it's just because he like if I you know if I'm a big car guy, I'd advocate for a Ferrari too, even if it does act up every I think, now. And then, I think but. he's a lot like me, where you think like, oh, he'd be a cool friend to have until you've known him for about three years, and you're like, oh, maybe not, maybe not. <laughs> he's he's kind of like the. The like back when you're in college, the the really hot girl that everyone <laughs> says is crazy. Yeah, like they're like she, that person's just batshit. Like they're just crazy. You just want to give and her a chance. You want to give her a chance though. You never know. <laughs> She's gonna change. Like, if I, you know, you're like if she texted me, I would reply. So <laughs> AB texted Pete Carroll, and Pete Carroll's like, I gotta reply. You know, I can't leave him on red. Oh lord. Uh, Pete Carroll also, before we move on, Pete Carroll also acknowledged that team is very open to Josh Gordon reunion. So maybe we can just bring <laughs> yeah. them all together. We'll <laughs> just team them all up. Each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Now to the MLB, who the NFL is probably watching real oh, closely. God, yeah. We've seen the bubble seems to be working great for the NBA and NHL, who keep reporting out of thousands of tests all coming back negative. But then you have the MLB, who we know the Marlins last week, I think, ended up with – 18 players and personnel testing positive for COVID-19. And now we have the Cardinals are the latest to suffer an outbreak. The Cards have had 13 members of the organization test positive in the last week, seven players and six staff members. That was just as of Monday night. I think more possibly are coming. I think they reported five are asymptomatic and eight have symptoms. When asked about the report, some members of the team, the reports that some members of the Cardinals have broken MLB protocol, the Cards president of baseball operations said that, quote, I have no factual reason to believe that is true. I have not seen any proof. If someone was at a casino, that would be disappointing. LJ, just in case you didn't see their reports over the weekend that the Cardinals went to a casino, like a few Cardinals players went to a casino in maybe Atlanta. Okay. And then that might be how they contracted it, which would be against MLB protocols. And that the Marlins also went clubbing one sat the Saturday night before test popped up. None of that's been factually proven, right. but that's rumors. And the reason guys are having to get asked about this now, that line of question comes after Rob Manfred, who I don't know if he's going for it, but he seems to be cementing himself, which Roger Goodell had this thrown for a while, but he's, <laughs> Manfred seems to be cementing himself as the worst owner in sports. <laughs> he pretty hard. much put, <laughs> yeah, commissioner in sports. He, uh, he put the blame on the players seemingly saying, quote, we are playing. The players need to be better, but I'm not a quitter in general. There's no reason to quit now. We have to be fluid, but this is manageable. Uh, Jeter, the Marlins CEO, also went out and defended his players, said that his guys were annoyed by speculation of reckless behavior. He said that the problem was false insecurity. Guys just not wearing masks as often yeah. and not social distancing. Uh, LJ, over under... Let's see. We're recording this Tuesday night. Um, a week will MLB still be going on? Do you think? Yes. Seven days. Seven days. I think they're still going on. Fourteen days. I don't. That's my guess. So you for sure not finishing the season? I don't think so. I, I mean, unless they change something, because I think like the idea of of Manfred trying to like blame the players. I mean, is it possible that maybe you had a bad plan and came back during a time where you shouldn't have? You know what I mean? Like I, the the blame I think falls squarely on the MLB because there are other sports leagues doing it. And um, yeah, I just think I think that this is gonna get worse, and you can't just keep blaming the players as it happens. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's gonna last two weeks. Well, I mean, 
I understand it. They they threw out the idea of having a bubble league and doing it in Arizona where multiple teams do spring training and they have multiple fields and stuff and facilities. I it seems like I mean I want baseball to work. I do too. Solely one for one for sports, but also I think NFL's looking at baseball and how they're going to do things, and I definitely want to have NFL. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, baseball can't figure it out. Then the NFL is not going to be able to play by the same rules, right? Like, because that's what they want to do is they kind of want to follow baseball and do what they're doing. And if they can't figure it out, then football's not happening. That's that's my gut. Jared, what do you what do you think? Is baseball finishing the season? Just what are your thoughts? If you remember my tweet last week, it didn't age very well. I tweeted, I think on it was the first day that. Cardinals or Marlins like tested positive and that came out and I said baseball will not last through the end of the week it will get canceled <laughs> so came back to buy me because it's we're still here exactly a week I think since I tweeted that and we're looking at <laughs> which I mean my my <laughs> Twitter hot takes have been <laughs> in abundance over Hit the years <laughs> but uh yeah so they've lasted and then that, once it started coming out more I was like maybe some other teams are doing good as far as like it goes, but I don't, I don't know. I don't see it being able to finish out. I don't know how with teams doing that. Cause I mean, look at all the postponed games, like I, which I'm realizing it definitely a lot more. I finally decided to give a go at fantasy baseball this year. <laughs> Terrible year for your first try at it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, first, round, year first, first, round draft, baseball out. first round draft pick Juan Soto, if that lets you know anything of how it's going for me. <laughs> haven't had an him, hour before game one. <laughs> haven't had it. I think tomorrow he's playing his first game. We're two weeks in. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought the season, at first, as soon as that, or, or the Marlins started testing positive, I thought maybe, like, it was going to last a couple more days. But it seems, I mean, it seems so far that only two teams are doing it. The, my take on how baseball is not working, but how football could work, I don't know exactly if it would work, but okay. If you're looking at baseball right now, a guy goes and plays one day against one team and then they travel the next day. So if somebody, if they're playing in Miami and then they go to Atlanta, they party one night in Atlanta, they could get it from anybody there. And then they travel, say the next day to New York and play the Mets or Philly, like the, go play the Phillies. Yeah. And it's the, it's day by day of, them just contracting a virus and then going on to play somebody else. Whereas football, you play on a Sunday, Monday, you're back at your facility and you have five days, four days before you travel to the other team's facility of time. Whenever you, whenever you can test and pick out the guys who are testing positive, which I don't know if that can work, but it seems like the most logistical. Well, that does, that is a fair point because like part of the reason, part of the issue the Marlins had was, they played that game against the Phillies the Sunday after I got like the morning someone tested positive and they played that game because they traveled from wherever it was from Florida up to uh, Philadelphia. And by the time that positive test, which I think they decided they decided to play, even though they had a positive test, which probably isn't yeah. the smartest thing. But you have a point where the, the NFL, at least like you come back and you're like, oh, wait, there's a guy showing some symptoms. At least there's not a game starting up. In an hour yeah. to where they got to figure out. But on they, the other hand, think, they have practice. I mean, they practice more often than baseball does. And so you're getting your teammates sick is what you're doing. Um, so I don't know. I don't think it's going to be Possibly, any better. Yeah. And then also your rosters are bigger. So there are just as many people that you're expecting not to mess around on one NFL team as there are on two yeah. MLB teams. Well, and that's what we get to. And this is, I mean, I think we touched on this last week, but you're just asking 
I, I bet 90%, 85%, I don't know, the, a lot of guys are really taking the series, not only because they want to play baseball and they want to have a salary, but because they don't want to catch a virus. Yeah. But there's you have 20 to 25-year-olds who some of these guys never made real like good money in their life, and now they have a million dollars in their pocket, and you're yeah. telling them to never – Go out when that when that, we talked about that pretty girl, that pretty girl texts you and says, hey, it's fine. Just come to the club for an hour or two. Just come on. And you're saying you're telling all those guys, I shoot, I'm 25 now and I'm not saying yeah. I have the best decision. What if I was three years younger and had a million dollars in my pocket? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it yeah. just it, it, you're asking a lot and it'll be tough. I think you kind of you kind of have to do the bubble in the NFL. It'd be tough to do the bubble. Obviously, West Texas is almost impossible. West Texas, take it out to Omaha. Take it out to Odessa. <laughs> hey, well, Texas Texas football is just better than ever. I'm just saying it'd be a better year. So they'll, just the be, they'll be fine sure. with Texas. Yeah. Uh, also, I another mean, thing. Basically, I an realized... NFL team's like a 5A team, right? You know, a 6A team could probably beat them. <laughs> Practically. <laughs> uh, another thing that I noticed, too, that kind of been bugging me, I guess. So you have all these other guys that are getting positive tests and people in the staff and stuff. Why on? Because I've actually read a thing. I don't. It might just be rumors and stuff. But they say a lot of like MLB owners are kind of just keeping it in the dark of maybe some people testing positive or showing symptoms. Well, because like if you look at if you if yeah if you look at the Nationals, how did Juan Soto get Corona and no one else in the Nationals organization got it? Someone else had to have gotten it. With the way we with which we. That what we know about the virus changes every day. And sure. a lot of the main thing is we don't know much, but it is odd that one person in the mm-hmm. clubhouse, the entire clubhouse got it. Yeah, I get what you would feel like a minimum four or five guys are getting it. These uh these owners are still on the hook to pay these players something, even if the season's canceled, I'm sure. And they lose all of that TV contract money, or at least a big portion of it. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna probably hold that close to the chest unless somebody's, you know, being some third party reporter. So yeah, you're probably dead on. And then this goes against, I mean, we talked about this too last week, but it goes against all these athletes forever are told, play, if you can, are you hurt or injured? You play through the pain. If you're not, if you can walk, play. If you could, a slight cough is nothing. You'll just play. And this is just different times. And it's a hard mindset to change. The NFL, moving over to them, they have decided to move. They had a deadline for players to opt in and opt out. And I think, as of Monday, the number's growing, but as of Monday, I think it was 40 players opting out. I could see that obviously growing, but they moved the deadline for players to opt out for the 2020 season to Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern. That's according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Uh, some of the reason I saw they were they were moving this is because players were using this as a a they were using this to their advantage in contract negotiations, almost like saying they might opt out, they might opt out if they didn't get a deal, and then some others saying. Or and this could be just owners being uh, conspiracy, yeah. like just thinking everyone's trying to yeah. get over them. But they were like players who are kind of testing the waters and seeing do they think we'll get cut and asking their agent. And if they thought they were going to get cut, they'll go ahead and opt out for one hundred fifty thousand a year. It's still a six figure year, and you can work out all year and maybe make it next year. Yeah. Um, what do you think, LJ? I see a lot of guys popping up. They do this new list now. What's it? I forget what it's called. The Injured reserve COVID-19 list where yeah. guys like Matt Stafford just got put on it. Gordon uh, Minshew's been put on Minshew, it. It doesn't yeah. necessarily mean they've tested positive because the NFL has said that they can't talk about a player's like, you know, hip well, rules. They can't and talk about what. To that credit, Gardner Minshew's already off of it. 
right? So he was on it for like a total of three days. Is he? Okay. Which means that he probably. Well, and so it, it could be a guy exposed. Yeah. It could be anything. It could be a guy who's just not sure. Yeah. And it's injured reserve COVID-19. So we just don't know. What do you think about the, them moving up the deadline or just, does that, does it, you have any reaction? I mean, to that, it, it pisses me off a little bit because it's like, uh, I understand what they're saying and that's probably happening. I bet people are trying to make sure that they're going to make the team before they decide whether they're going to take the buyout or not. But I think the other thing is they're afraid that, you know, players like Von Miller and OBJ are still looking at the season. And if the numbers keep growing, they might decide not to before the season starts. And they got to cut that line like as soon as possible before anything else can change. And I just think, I think we're seeing how the people that control the markets that we like live in um, would rather us not uh, talk to each other. And would rather us not come to a consensus together. Like they want us to just blindly trust leadership. And um, if I'm an NFL player, I don't trust it right now. You know, I, I mean, not that I'm saying that all of the owners are bad or that the commissioner is. Uh, well, I'm saying that. Yeah, he's bad. Um, but it's <laughs> it's just uh, it's hard to trust what's going on and uh, trust that everything's going to be OK. And I. I feel like the players should be given the opportunity that they were told that they'd be given instead of moving this deadline for any reason whatsoever. I don't, because they're going to use it the other way too, right? Kev, like they're going to say that, Oh, you opted out, uh, Juwan, uh, uh, Johnson or whoever the Broncos tackle, um, is that opted out. You opted out when we needed you in 2020, especially if they even like make the playoffs, if the season happens, then they're going to say when well, we they got Drew Locke MVP uh, so. and Philip Lindsay, <laughs> uh, second MVP. Do they do two MVPs or, um, <laughs> co, co MVPs. <laughs> um, but so, so then they're going to come back at his next contract negotiation and say, well, you set out when we needed you, man. So we can't give you that big contract that you maybe earned or didn't earn the last year. And so it's going to work both ways. And they're just using this as PR to shut off people saying, no, I'm not going to play in this pandemic. Oh, you know, an owner being a business, being a businessman is going to go, oh, you want 10 million? Well, you weren't there for us. How about seven? Yeah. And if you want to yeah. go test the market, you can go test the market. They're going to use they're going to use whatever they can to their advantage is how they got to where they are. They're they're smart businessmen. Um one thing though players if they've seen the video I saw on Twitter LJ of the Broncos players have nothing to worry about cuz they're making them before practice walk through some sort of doorway that sprays something on them. <laughs> is this like Dwight Schrute's like <laughs> <laughs> There was a tweet, I don't know if you saw the tweet the Broncos put it out it said Time to get to practice, but first we sanitize. Players <laughs> walk this little doorway. Oh my spray, it looked like a thing at like Six Flags that sprays the fans that spray water on you. Yeah, well, that's what I did. See. So speaking so to whatever that, this unknown substance is, everything else is clean. Yeah, well, speaking to that, uh, OBJ like apparently came out. We uh, an article came out like two days ago that he was thinking about not on playing. the Wall Street Journal, and then uh, an hour after that came out, another story said, "Oh, well, that was actually like he had that interview two weeks ago. Now he's in the been in the Browns facility, and he like has a whole lot less reservations um, and has no interest in sitting out. So I do think that like teams are taking it seriously. I just don't know that the season can happen, and that would be a reason that I would sit out if I were, um, you know, uh, talented at anything." <laughs> Jared, do you have any do you have any reaction to them moving up the deadline or just I NFL mean, coming up? It almost to me seems like I mean it may be not what's going to happen, but it kind of seems like moving it up may make some guys cuz you see how bad the virus is right now. 
Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe in the next couple of days that might make some guys, you know, hit the panic button and be like, okay, I, if I'm going to opt out, like now's the time to do it. I think there's Thursday's no other a day time to, to do it. That's a good point. That's yeah, Thursday point. isn't it Thursday afternoon? I think I don't know what time it is. Thursday. Four four p.m. Eastern. Okay, yeah. so Ooh, that's yeah, going to be a day so to three, watch. So so from like noon from noon to three on Thursday is going to be like a good so three throw, hours. So to what you're telling me, what you're telling me, Jared, is on Thursday morning, go ahead and throw my Adam Schefter alerts on. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess it's, I mean, because who's the big, I guess CJ Mosley might be the biggest guy we've had opt out so far right now. Which interestingly with CJ Mosley, this could be a reason why some of the owners got annoyed, which I don't think there's roster bonuses happening in August. They usually happen in March, but CJ Mosley just signed that big contract with the Jets mm-hmm. last off season. And he took, he got an $8 million roster bonus in March. And then decided to opt out. Do he, he cited uh, his young children, his young child. And he was worried about his his kid and worried about this virus. Which I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like shit on anybody for opting out because this is scary. What I understand, some people have the belief that it's not that bad and young guys are gonna be fine, and that's okay. I understand that. But if you're nervous about it, it had it could have killed someone in your family. So I get being nervous, but owners might be going. Well, now I'm paying this guy $8 million to not play, and I'm going to pay him $150,000 to opt out. I wonder if that counts on his contract. That's, that's the exact question I was about to ask and see if y'all knew. Like, if you're on a, if you just in this offseason signed a four year deal, does this year go, like, do you have this year plus then three years, or does your four year deal start after this year if you opt out? That's so pretty a much as if you're making ten million a year and you opt out this season, does that ten million go to one hundred fifty thousand, or is the one hundred fifty thousand just a free one hundred fifty thousand? Due to sport, uh, SportingNews.com, this is the, the research team jumped on it, and it says yeah. the NFL <laughs> season opt-out rules are simple. Anybody is free to decide not to play in twenty twenty, and per multiple reports, the contracts for all players who opt out will just move to twenty twenty one. Okay, well, there's so, our answer. What? That's a, there we go. That's a good the research team. That's the good Every now and hey, the right fingertips. That's 2020 for you, man. Right at your fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I get what you're saying, LJ, to go back to – I think some players maybe do get to the facility because I've heard reports. I think uh, Peter King went to um, the Vikings facility, which they have a brand-new facility, but he was blown away by how well they're – like. How, how serious everything is and how sanitized it is and all this stuff. So maybe players see that and they go, okay, I trust it. But it is a little bit of it is blind faith, especially for maybe some of the guys who aren't getting paid as much. You can't just fly out to uh, L.A. to go see what the Rams facilities are looking like, maybe if they're home somewhere else. And maybe they yeah. don't want to get on a plane right now also just to yeah. check facilities. You're kind of trusting the man. Uh, uh, one group that seems like they're not trusting the man and kind of trying to stick it to the man is the Pac-12 my boys. There. What was it called? Is it the <laughs> is it called the the We United or We Are United? Is that right? Jim? We are yeah. united, I believe, is what I saw. So it's hashtag it's We Are few, United. I think that's right. <laughs> it was football players in the Pac-12 say they are they feel they aren't being treated fairly by the conference and the NCA when it comes to critical issues like health and safety during the COVID nineteen pandemic and economic freedom, like getting paid. But and then they also. Uh, talked about the different ways conferences are addressing racial injustice. So they have now put out this, we are united with a list of demands and saying that their demands aren't met, that they will opt out and not play. And they say there, I know there's like, I think 12 athletes have identified themselves at least as of last that as I read, united. but they claim that there's 
Yeah, but what they claim that there's plenty of other people, they just didn't want to necessarily put their name right. on it. Uh, some of the demands they're saying, a third party enforcing player-approved health and safety standards regarding COVID-19. Great. That one doesn't sound that crazy. So, <laughs> a permanent civic engagement task force, quote, made up of our leaders, experts of our choice, and university and conference administrators to address outstanding issues such as racial injustice in college sports and in society. Uh, 2% of conference revenue serving as financial aid for low-income black students, as well as benefiting community programs for athletes on each campus, and the ability to hire representation and earn money off their own name, image, and likeness. And then they also wanted some uh, insurance about, included, like for COVID-19. Like health insurance, in yeah. Six years, like if, yeah, yeah, yeah. And not COVID uh, either, right? Those, it was They generally want insurance to be the, the standard where you have six years of insurance after you graduate, uh, for any issue, right? That's right. Medical insurance for sports-related issues, including COVID-19, for six years after their NCAA ability, eligibility ends. The other thing that was kind of big, and I wanted to find where it was at. Oh, they also want to eliminate the lavish salaries and facility expenditures and specifically call for Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott to drastically reduce his and his administrator's excessive pay in order to prioritize sports that have been cut, specifically, they cite Sanford cutting 11 varsity sports and argue the school should dip into its $27.7 billion endowment to reinstate those teams. Wow. LJ, to you, all that, and I know you know you've done probably your own reading on it, but what do you think about their, their stance and what they're doing? I mean, or trying to do? I love it. I think that one of the things that can make up for the fact that they don't make a salary doing their thing is that they have power and I've been loving watching players uh, use that power over the past few months um, and I think that's a really that's one of my favorite parts about like this country right is that we all have a voice and they're using their voice right now and I think that's fantastic so I love it I, I think their points the only one that I take an issue with at all is the one about having a, uh, a a group I can't remember exactly the phrasing but a group to look for social and economic justice for the players or whatever the only issue I have with that is like they can already do that so they're asking somebody to pay for it and I feel like that's not being said out front like they're asking for somebody to uh, give them a, a platform um, to do that in because they can just do that right you can just elect uh, players from the Pac-12 to lead the Pac-12's uh, players uh, whatever business and I think that might be the way they yeah. should do it is they should just do it and don't let anybody ask questions you know um, but uh, I am I feel like there's like I feel like they maybe haven't thought through their demands if that's just kind of out there without the idea of like what they actually really want from it you know what I mean but other than that I love the idea behind all of them I really have no issue with any of it um, and, and I'm really excited for them and happy that they're doing this Jared, what what what'd you think after reading some of that stuff? I mean, I do agree with LJ. I like how they're. I mean, if you if you got a platform like these college athletes, speak out for it. Speak out for what you need. I do agree. Also, kind of like that. It almost seems a like a lot of the dudes in it just haven't really thought it through like as much. Like it's almost like they need somebody just kind of to help them think it through of what they really want, like what their needs yeah. are are that they want. Because it's like they it's almost says that they just spoke out and been like, okay, this is what we want. We need this and we need that. And some of it, of course, is realistic, but some might be unrealistic. And I I don't know. For, I can't remember for sure what his stance was, but I remember the only coach I've really heard speak out about it is the Washington State head coach. Because I want to say the Washington State 
player is the only one that's opted out because of it right now. Yeah, and, he, I and wonder, it seems as I, wonder, I don't know if he's just saying he supports the group or if he's saying he's joining the group or whichever. I want to look up the the guy's name because that one's the interesting one right now. Something Woods, I believe it sounds. Right. I think it's Cassidy Woods or, or or something. But well, no, nothing's pop. Let's see. Okay, Cassidy Woods. Yeah. He talked to. There's audio that came out. He talked to the Washington State's football coach Nick Rolovich. And it came out late. He, the, he first he told him that he was thinking about opting out, and the coach and the audio came out, so we know we've heard it. And this is why I want to give. I'll start this by saying I give huge credit to these guys for this is a big a bold move. Yeah. Whether it happens and they oh, all, yeah, for sure. maybe they fall back and they say we're opting in whatever. This is a bold move because they could easily get their scholarships revoked. And the and for people that are kind of scoffing like no that would never happen. Well, this conversation leaked. It was a phone conversation where Woods told the coach, hey, I'm thinking about opting out this year. And the coach said, oh, is it for is it for COVID-19 reasons? And he said, yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, okay, well, I understand that. I, it's, it's kind of a scary time. And then later they, they started talking about the we, are, the we Are United thing. And the coach said, well, wait a minute. Are you opting out because of the We Are United or for the COVID-19? He goes, and then Cassidy Woods told him, well, part of it is for the We Are United. Like, I, I, I want to see some of these changes. And then the coach said, well, there there could be some problems with that. Yeah, though that could be an issue. Yeah, and I don't know if you'll come back. And so he kind of almost started. And I will give Tarolovich's credit. He came out and said that he didn't. He was he uh, stands behind the players trying to do this, and he loves seeing them using their platform. And he didn't want it to come out as him uh, bashing the We Are United. He just didn't know as much about that yeah. when he was on the conversation. Yeah. So maybe maybe he didn't mean it, but Cassidy Woods said that he had that conversation on Saturday, and and. Until like just this morning or Monday afternoon, he wasn't sure if he still had a scholarship at Washington State. Like he didn't know. He read reports that Washington State said they aren't revoking these scholarships, but nobody called him. Nobody told him whether he was still a member of the team. So that just gets me to this is a bull. I, I, I credit the guys for for at least doing this and trying it because this yeah. is a power move. This and I think they realized pretty quick. They almost felt powerless as players because everyone else makes decisions and they just have to do what they're told. But they realized with this pandemic that with how bad they wanted to get college football happening, how bad they needed these players to play because that's a lot of revenue. The football is a huge part of the yeah. revenue that the NCAA makes. Most of it, right? Outside of and March he, Madness. They, they real, Yeah, that in March Madness. And so they realized, oh, we do have power because y'all really want us back. Yeah. Y'all need us yeah. back to make that money. Yeah. And so they're they're at least trying to do it, and I hope no one loses a scholarship or anything for it. Yeah. But I don't think it ends up happening. I think this they end up all opting in, and probably not much happens about salaries and all that. Uh-huh. But it's a step. It's a step in guys using their yeah. using their platform, and I think it's going to build up later down yeah, the line, which is good. Yeah, that's why. I mean, you got to respect the kids. I mean, because you can look at it as if okay, these players can be like, okay, the NCAA can tell them, hey, you need us more than we need you. But also, if you look at it, the players, I mean, the NCAA kind of needs the players forever. just as much as the players need them. I mean, it's a hand-in-hand thing. So that's why, I mean, that's why I definitely respect the players. I mean, they, they, they saw an opportunity, and they were like, okay, here's changes that we think need to come. So – we're going to speak out on it, at least what we think. And like you said, I mean, they might fall back on it and be like, okay, I mean, we don't want to lose our scholarships. Let's go back to playing football. But as of right now, I mean, they're like, if we have a chance at making change, we're going to 
capitalize on that opportunity if at all possible. And if nothing else, they're keeping they're they're starting a conversation and keeping it's gonna a conversation keep people talking. It's going to keep people talking from now on until yeah. maybe eventually a change happens. I mean, the twenty something years ago, however long, people weren't really talking about college players getting paid, and then that conversation finally started. And then now yeah. you see where we are now at it. I mean, it's almost seeming like it's getting closer and closer to happening. Well, and for anybody who didn't know, this might shed light on the fact that, yes, those conference commissioners make so much money. Jim Delaney, the Big 12, made $4 million. That was in 2017 and 18, so he's probably making way more than that now. Greg Sankey makes $3.5 million. That's the SEC. And Larry Scott, the one they mentioned, in 2018, he made $5.3 million Jeez. as the commissioner. So there's money in college sports. It's not going to the players. And I'm not saying all players should be paid because it – we that's a whole bag of worms, but the conversation needs to be had, and at least we're a having bag it. Of worms. And, and I, I credit them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's not the whole. That's not, not, even the a, it's not even a can. Yeah. It's, a, it's a bag. It's, it's just like an old Fritos bag that nobody uses anymore. <laughs> and and <laughs> that bag of gummy bears, you just can't wait to open, and they just all come spewing out in your lap. Yep. <laughs> um, and then I guess the other thing, and we talked about this before, and I hope that at least maybe this can get some of that is make the conferences and schools more open about how the testing is yeah. going. Because Jared mentioned about like MLB owners maybe saying, oh, well, Juan Soto got, let's not talk about anyone else who might have tested positive. I guarantee, just with the way this virus is, there has to be college athletes testing positive at mm-hmm. these big campuses. Yeah, more there than is. We, hear we about. know there is. Yeah. But it's probably more. Yeah, you're right. And, and they don't have to tell these families and players. And so I, at least you should tell the players here at Stanford, we have X amount of players who have tested positive. So you can at least factor that into your decision on whether you're coming back. Or not. Uh, did y'all see? I don't know if y'all saw. That's that's kind of what sent a few of the guys, including, I think, the Woods guy, like into kind of an uproar about it. They had that guy, he works in like Illinois, the University of Illinois works in their like science department. The, I don't know if he's a professor or what, but he gathered data or something. And he said by his project by his projections in this college football season, if it happens like as is, not mattering fans or none of that, just the players on the field, he said he projects thirty to forty percent of like FBS players will test positive at some point in the season. And then he said by his predictions, like counting I guess the numbers and how it works, he said six to eight or six to nine, something like that, players will die from it. So that's what sent everybody in an uproar. They're all like, Okay, there might be thousands of players in fbs and only five or so might die from it but i mean that's a that's if too five many or so people are dying from if five or so people are dying from anything what matter no matter what group you're in you don't want to be in that like well, yeah. people well and that's just the yeah. thing we know this virus the majority of these players probably will be okay yeah you know even if they get it they'll pro- but we just don't know they could die one mm-hmm. and two we don't know what the long lasting effects yeah. are so we, we and, just and i mean know. that's how it is if you have I mean, there's 130 teams, 60, 70 players on each team. I mean, I don't even know how many total, like, FBS football players there is. But if it could come late, if it comes to bowl season in December and one kid dies from it, it, it ruined everything you did. Like, that. Yeah. Like that's a yeah. huge deal. Yeah. One, even if it's one out of 5,000 or 10,000, however many there is, that's, that one, too one, that's one too many. You can't have a college student who's going out there I mean, I, you can say they're not paid, paid scholarship, whatever your take is on that. But this player is going out there not getting paid directly, and he's putting his could be putting his life on the line. I mean, you can consider it putting your life on the line so, if one person. So dies. me, you, and LJ can watch college football on Saturday. Yeah, and we can. Yeah, we would love Saturday, to watch but, it. But I mean, I don't. If 
if I know for a fact no one's going to die, of course, let's go yeah. with it. But if, I mean, if there's a chance of one kid dying, I mean, you never know that you might know that one kid. Well, I mean, and, just, and it, it's, we somebody all, knows that kid. He's somebody's friend. We all went crazy. What was it? A couple of years ago when, uh, was it at Maryland? One of the players died of dehydration. Mm-hmm. And, died from heat exhaustion. Yeah. yeah. And, and heat that exhaustion. was a huge, yeah. uh, that was a huge uproar because, and it's not the same, but I mean, the team didn't take care of that kid. So he died from it. And then well, I think it is coronavirus, the, same. Think coronavirus, exactly the same. Coronavirus is a team not taking care of a kid and then him dying from yeah. it. I mean, it's the same yeah. situation, kind of. Good point, LJ. I haven't really put the two together. But, yeah, that we were – everybody was upset that that one player died. And now we're saying, oh, well, they might die. No, 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 yeah, no. You no, can't have that idea. Man, and I don't even want to get political. I'll probably cut this. But, like, these are generally the same <laughs> people that say all lives matter. And it's like, so then what the f- – I just hate it so much. I hate that take. Uh, Well, it's just, it's small numbers, guys. It's small numbers. Like, screw you. Screw all of you. Yeah. 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 We, we cause it, we cause an uproar because one kid we don't know on Maryland dies from heat exhaustion, but yeah, (laughs) by God, the kid on, if, what, what if a kid, I mean, you never know who that one kid could be. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying they mean more than the other, but what if that one kid was say a Trevor Lawrence or something? I mean, if somebody big time gets the virus that doesn't, that everybody knows about. I mean, or just like your nephew, you know, just, just someone, you know, I mean, cause it's, your it's going to be somebody yeah. that somebody knows. Like it's all these NFL yeah. players have families and friends. I mean, and, I'm, yeah, I'm or, not even and, the best of friends sorry. with them, but I know probably, I know probably three or four guys right now that are playing like FBS, like D one football. Yeah. And I mean, not, I'm not saying I'm just best buds with these guys and text them would, every day, but I mean, they're guys that deal. I know yeah. and I'm acquaintance with, and I don't want to see them get hurt in any way. Yeah. Yeah. And who's to say they could? And who's to say they're not going to be that one person if one person it happens to? Yeah, agreed. It just shows. It just. I. It all circles back to me that this Pac-12, we're united. Whatever happens with it, these guys clearly showed some big cojones. Yeah, they. They. they, they they're. They're really showing. You got to respect speaking them for that. Of cojones, speaking of cojones, <laughs> uh, if you end up, if you end up having to. You know, to land, like scape up and kind of trim down your your the area down there between the legs. You don't want if you've ever done it. You don't want those nicks. You don't want those snags. You don't want those cuts. They hurt. They're painful. They're no good. And there's actually a way you can put those in the past. Yes, I'm talking about our friends over at Manscaped. Men, start taking notes because Manscaped ac- accidents are finally a thing of the past. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. This is their third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth without cuts. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience and they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just (laughs) released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0. When I tell you this thing is premium, I mean premium. <laughs> I mean, this isn't a this isn't your your off brand great value. No, this is premium, the best of the best, and the battery will last up to ninety minutes, so you can take an even longer shave if that's necessary. Maybe you have <laughs> you got more than one shower beer. Maybe you got a shower six pack, and you want to just drink that six pack while you're while you're getting your shave on. You can do that. It's water resistant technology allows that. And the coolest feature, there's an LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer shave. Maybe the lights go out. Maybe it's just dark down there because it kind of <laughs> is. You got you got a light that shines on you. And let's not forget about the charging stands. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. 
You need to try this product for yourself. See how it gets that smoothness. They aren't joking. You can get 20 per, 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Again, that is armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R at manscaped.com. Trust me, your balls will Kevin, thank you. Kevin, real quick. I just, I don't, so, care what, uh, I don't care what our parents say. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. That was amazing. <laughs> hey, nailed it. Hey, I will say uh, Manscaped is some big news. Great news. Got to love Manscaped. Also, some big news that I'm reading right now. It says this is just in. Board of Governors for NCAA will provide an update on Wednesday about the status of fall sports. Wow. (laughs) That's breaking news. You just heard. It's not going to be live when you hear it. Whatever they hear, they're going to be like, oh, we already got their status. But hey, right now we'll put it in the show notes so it's time stamped. You tweet it right now. We'll put it in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) We are breaking All right, Pops, we are recording this as of Monday night, and I wanted to talk a little bit of hoops with you after uh, we got the bubbles going, it's on, it's popping, and we've seen some games, we've seen it over the weekend, and first, I thought it would be interesting to to get, we were talking before, you've gone now, what, four months where there was never a, a... time where you were like hey i'm gonna go watch the game you know you i live at a home alone so <laughs> right, i've been yeah. watching basketball non-stop sometimes yeah. on multiple screens that there's two games at once you on the other hand have been doing a lot of and enjoyed it but not sports at all it's right shows right yes no so we, is there a transition period going on or well, are you gonna i can definitely work? say when i mentioned to tammy that you know nba's back on and the playoffs are going to start in like eight games um her thrill level, <laughs> it was... Uh, <laughs> she wasn't as thrilled as I was, maybe it, if you were to tell me that. It was probably about as, as high as a Titsy fly. <laughs> it's about as <laughs> high as her <laughs> interest level in in NBA playoffs uh, was. So, yeah, it's been a little bit of a, an adjustment for us to get used to. And I will say that I have not yet watched an NBA game, so... Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to get to. Maybe when we finish this romantic <laughs> series that we're watching. <laughs> uh, you you threw this out, and now I want to have a little fun before we get out of here. Uh, right. A guy for the Spurs that won a couple championships with him and yes, won some championships did. elsewhere, Mr. Big Shot Rob. You yep. had a question about Big Shot Rob. Just go ahead. Well, I you know I was Robert looking at Ory. Robert. We're talking about Robert Ory that uh, he and just by the way he had seven, he won. 16-year career, seven, count them, seven NBA championships, two with San Antonio, three with L.A., two with Houston. Now, interestingly, those two with Houston, you know who had retired and played baseball at that time? I think Uh, you do. Some guy, Jordan Jordan Michael or something. So it was certainly those two years, but that was when, I mean, Akeem was at the top of his game. It it would have been fun to – to maybe watch Jordan go against Akeem. You you know how I feel about Akeem Olajuwon. Just, <laughs> oh my God, don't get me started. But, so it, thinking of Big Shot Rob, who I've always kind of liked, and he had a he had a penchant for hitting the big shot at the end of games. Just find him out on the wing. He either hit the two, long two or many times the three. So I did get to thinking, I kind of wondered what his three-point percentage was. So I looked it up. He's a 34.1% three-point shooter. I mean, that's that's legit, you know. That's it's a legit a, nowadays, that's probably going to be a little low, but especially then, right. especially then for it, a big man, that's that stretching was big the floor. Time. That was good. So it kind of made me think, 
is who are, I mean, that's a good career. 16 years, seven championships. Your nickname Can is Big Shot Can you tell me what his career Rob. points per game average was? Uh, no, I don't have that written down. Uh, okay. Can you look that up? Yeah. Um, you know, your nickname is Big Shot Rob. I mean, I, I think that's probably better than Nick Foles' nickname, personally. <laughs> I mean, you know? Yeah, so for his career, this was his line. Seven yeah. points per game, 4.8 rebounds, two assists. So – Average at best. At best, his right. best. Uh, he was his best years were as a, his first four years. He averaged double digits, and then from there he was single digits. Throughout. Is that? But he also had a lot of years late where those late years for the Spurs, he didn't score hardly at all, barely played. But so. yeah, I mean, he was just coming off the bench, hitting the big shot. Uh, right. Does it say where he played? Alabama is coming to mind. It does say. What well, does it say? I believe it's Alabama. I think it's Alabama. But so my question was was and we were thinking of a few players. Would you rather have Robert Ory's career as compared to who? And I guess that was the question. And some people that uh, I think Alabama, we were correct with Alabama. Some people we you know mentioned that we came up with. I said Charles Barkley, which was crazy. So that's because, the first one he threw out. Which there's no way, right? You there's no way. Barkley, Barkley never won a title. That's true. But Barkley's one of. I said. Top fifteen, I think that's probably safe. You to could say. maybe even argue higher, but maybe yeah. top ten. I mean, Barkley is one of my favorite all-time players, so so certainly I'd rather have Barkley's. But and I think you came up with some other names, and I'm not necessarily narrowing it to basketball. We could think of along any sport. Well, but. just in basketball terms, uh, what about like say in Elton Brand? You know, I, Elton Brand didn't win championship. Played a lot of years on those bad Clipper teams. Did probably scored a lot of points too, a lot more than seven, four, and two. Uh, I bet his well, stat line. It, his career average was sixteen, eight, and two. He had a year. Let's find the year it was two thousand five and six. Back when they made the playoffs and almost went to the Western Conference Finals with your boy, Big Head Sam Cassell, and he was in the <laughs> he was in the MVP voting that year. Averaged twenty four and ten. He had some really good years, but. He doesn't have the nickname Big Shot Rob. He doesn't no. have seven rings. No, no. I, I think that Elton Brand is an interesting uh, one. I, I think I take Big Shot Rob's 16-year career. Uh, Elton over. Brand had one, two, three, four, five, six years where he averaged 20 points per game in the NBA. That's legit, though. That's Robert Ory's uh, career highs were 12, 10, 10, 10. So he never was the player that Elton Brand was, but but – he has those clips that get played where the ball hits out to him with Kobe and Shaq, and all of a sudden Robert Ory gets it top of the key. And it's the game winner to win what the What does he series. do? He hits it. He knocks it he down. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, some other ones. Uh, Gardos, you, meant, well, you, you mentioned, mentioned Gilbert Arenas. You mentioned Gilbert Arenas. Um, Arenas is interesting. But now Arenas' career – was not I mean he isn't he the one that brought the guns into the locker room or something? No, he, but he was a part of it. He was he kind of weirded out the gun in the locker room. But Gilbert Arenas, I think, kind of uh, escalated that situation. Told yeah. him to bring it if, he, if he's about it, be about it. Now Gilbert had a, a, a shorter career, but really not too bad. I mean, he played. There were several years, Kevin, as you I think seasons, you, but towards the end, intoned. I mean, he was unstoppable. I mean, uh, probably well, leading scorer at his. Fifth and sixth year, he was averaged 29 points and 28 points per game. And that was what led him to get a huge max contract. He might have made more money than Robert Ory did. Yeah. So that might factor in your decision on who you'd rather be. But at one point, Gilbert Arenas was dropping 50 
every every couple of nights. And he was, if not the, it was him and Kobe as the two best scorers in that 2005 to six era. Which one? You I take? don't know. I kind of wouldn't. Mind. I'd like to be Gilbert Arena to be. Yeah. That guy that walks down the court and knows no one on the court can stop me. Obviously, I don't know that feeling. That feeling would – I know he doesn't have any of – he has like almost zero playoff success. Seven rings. Seven rings. I mean, but I hear you. No, no, to be the guy. I mean, and Gilbert Arenas was the man uh, for a short period of time. There's no doubt. And got paid for it. Um Somebody I think I threw out was Allen Iverson. But, I mean, and, and I would take Allen Iversons, though. I mean, he was – Amazing, and he had some consistency over his career and some length. Yeah, Allen so. Iverson won, did not just in the MVP voting; he won an MVP. Oh yeah, he did get to the finals, averaged twenty six and six. Maybe it's been said that he could be the best pound for pound player. You know, could be. Time. I don't know if he is, but it's he's arguable. In the argument. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baron Davis was another one we brought up, and well, it, for me and you kind of hit on it when we talked about it. Baron Davis had the one year, the one series. To, I mean, I know he had more, but he, he kind of played with that. Was it the Clippers? Well, it was uh, the Warriors. It was the Warriors. It was the Warriors, when, was the Warriors the when, they, when they stunk. Yeah. And uh, and they beat the Mavericks that year. But So Baron Davis was a beast, but he was a beast for a very small amount of time that I recall, and he played a lot of his and- career in anonymity. And looking at his score, he never had one of those years like we mentioned with Arenas. He was always a solid point guard, don't get me wrong. But it looks like his career high was 22.9, which is it's not, good. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that's bad. Hey, I'm just saying he had years where he just – he was never probably – at one point, Gil Arenas could have been said that he was the top five player in the NBA. I don't – it was a short list. In, I don't think Baron Davis could ever say that. No, right. So I might take Robert Rory. I don't know, though. Baron Davis – that's one of those you kind of forget if you ever go like find yourself on YouTube just Baron Davis high, career highlights he was he was better good. than I remembered even he was and good. I remembered him being pretty dang good because he broke my heart uh, yeah he did mine too was there year. another sport was there another you, you mentioned that it doesn't have to stick to just basketball was there another yeah sport yeah I'm, think, I'm trying to think of football I mean even a football player and I guess who's the this guy came to mind but he's young in his career who's the receiver that I like at uh, San Francisco uh, that's just a bulldog. I mean, he's a running back. Oh, uh, Debo Samuels? Debo Samuel, who I love. But yeah, yeah, he's way too young to – But he's too young to compare. But I don't know why he came to mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he might be, end up winning three championships and oh, being a Hall of Famer oh, yeah. for all we know. Yeah, so uh, who's the receiver? Keenan Allen. I mean, I don't know. Keenan Allen's pretty good. but And he's been good for a number of years. But he was, what, number 77 in the top 100. It all pissed him off. Um <laughs> You know, I don't know if that's a Dan good Marino, game. Dan Marino, Robert Ory. Is it even? Close? Oh, Dan Marino. Dan Marino was first ballot Hall of Famer. Alex Smith. That's number one overall pick. He has some playoff success. Yeah. Never made the, He made it to the Super Bowl. No, it was Cap. Well, he did. Kaepernick was a quarterback. Right. And they made it. That's probably good. I think. Did you know Big Shot Rob? Just throwing this out there, he has another nickname Big Shot Rob, Big Shot Bob, and The Key Man was his other nickname. The Key Man. Going. I don't know what that yeah, is. Basketball Reference always puts all their nicknames. Alex Smith and Robert Ory is an interesting one. That, that's an interesting. I think I take Ory because the sixteen-year seven championships. I think I take Ory uh, on that. And Alex Eli Smith probably Manning. made more money, but first Eli round Manning? pick. Wow, I, you know you want to show you want to show our homerism real quick. What about Tony Romo? Would you rather have Tony Romo's career? <laughs> 
Oh, wow. That is a good one. And, I, you know, we, we do. There is some Tony Romo love here. We, I certainly like him. Mm. <laughs> you know, all the shit Romo took for years and years and still does, I'd probably take athletic career, probably take Ori's, I guess. Uh, that's tough, though, because I sure do like Romo. <laughs> and I think he was so good. And he had that year. That year was his year. When he hurt his back, when Zeke was the, I guess, a rookie. Oh my God, that was his. That was his year, but didn't work out. My last one, just to throw out, and he's not a. I'm trying to. I was trying to think of a Bronco, and the the, the name that came to mind that I like. He was he was a partly a Bronco, but also got traded to the Redskins. Clinton Portis's career. At one point, Clinton Portis, Clint Portis for a was long stint guy. was one of, if not, he was like a top three running back for multiple years. For, I'd say, four to five years, Clinton Portis was a stud. Not much playoff. No, I think like zero Because he played for the Deadskins. Um, that's a good question. That is good. He was sure the guy, but I still Horry seven rings. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing to me. Got to play with some great guys. I mean, Kobe, Shaq, Duncan, uh, the, Akeem. The, the Admiral, Akeem. Uh, Tim Duncan. Yeah, golly, that's a good question. But I still think I take I might take Ori's over Clinton. Okay, Ori's. okay, my very last one. Very well, what last did you one. who do you take? You didn't tell who would you use so for Romo? Who did you take? And then do your last Romo, one. Romo. Okay, you Romo. take Romo. All right, Portis. Who do you take? Um, there's some Robert Ori probably. There's something about Clinton Portis has a rushing title. And I think has a record for most rushing touchdowns in a game, which would be awesome. Right. It, it would be cool. Robert Ory can never say he was one of even the top. He Robert Ory can't even say he was the best player on his own team at any point in his career. Not many Probably people can say they say, won seven championships, though. Right, right. So, like, it's the argument that never gets that, that never gets resolved. Like, if those two are in a room, Clinton Portis is like, I definitely had a better career. I was a better player. But Robert Ory just throws up his fingers. <laughs> Seven of and them. And has to throw up a second one to show you all of them. So, I probably Who's the Robert last guy? Ory. Who's the last guy you were coming up with? Frank Gore. Oh, wow. Wow. But Frank what do we Gore. Say, what is he now? He's like the number three all-time rusher in the NFL. At least history. three. He, did he, I thought he might have moved to two. And he's still playing, right? He's, I think he's, yeah. he's on a roster. I but but to what our point the reason I was almost on Clinton Portis is because at one point Clinton Portis could say he was he could at least argue he was the best running back in the league. Yep. Yeah. Frank Gore probably can't argue that. Probably can't argue that his is consistency. He's number three behind only Emmett Smith and Walter Payton, possibly <laughs> wow. the two best running backs of all time. Yeah. Um, I take Ori. I mean, I take Ori in that case because of the seven rings again. I just think winning championships is what it's about, and that would be amazing. Um, I mean, you're with 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 uh, Gore. You're looking at a 15 year career where he had a thousand more than a thousand yards in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years. Some running backs don't even have nine years in their career, and he had over a thousand yards in nine years. It's impressive. Suppressive. I agree. I'm with you. You're taking Ori. I think I'm taking Ori. Yeah. Big. So he's taking the rings. Yeah, I can't. Uh, 
I'm probably taking. I'm probably taking. Uh, yeah, I think I'm more likely to take Clinton Portis over Ori than Frank Gore over Ori. Well, and I hate that. Your points well taken because I mean Clinton Portis could could say and be pretty close to right that he was the best running back uh, probably a couple of two or three years maybe. But when it's all said and done, Frank Gore's going to throw his resume out there, and there's not many guys that are going to have a better overall yeah. career resume. So it's interesting. I, I want to start doing this a little more often. We'll come up. Maybe we can each like come up with a name. So you came up with Robert Ory this week. Maybe next week I can try to come up with a name. Maybe after LJ hears this, maybe Uncle Tony hears it, they can come up with a name, and we'll we'll keep this little conversation, kind of a little name game. We'll play. Yeah, just whose career would you like to have had? You know, this yeah, one or yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. All right. Well, that'll do it. We'll be. I we got. I don't know how your transition is going to go to watching more bubble, but uh, hopefully you get some more NBA watching going, and I'm sure we'll talk about it either way. So I'm going to go work on it here in a minute. <laughs> Until next time. Peace out. Peace. Now, moving over to the last one. Like we told you, we thought about going over on to betonline.ag where you can put in a little. Uh, when you get there, you'll get a little gift. There's a little gift just given to you just by us. Just head over to betonline.ag and put some money out. We told you about putting money on the Mavericks. That may not have been a good choice. But, Jared, I just wanted to ask you, we've now had, what, a, not a, a full week, but about a half a week of NBA games. The first thing I will tell you I noticed, well, actually, here's the thing I wanted to put off. I'm glad that we actually didn't get to have the podcast the day we were going to because I would have been in the same take as a lot of other people that were like, Talking about how, you know, I'd never thought I looked at the back of a jersey that much to see a person's name. I thought as an NBA player, I, I knew enough about them. I could always tell who yeah. it was. Well, apparently I do look at that because, and I like that they're doing, the, they're putting different stuff like say your name or racial equality or I am a person or different things. I think that's great. But I noticed watching some of the games, I'm like, wait, who is, who is number <laughs> eight for the, oh, that's Kimball Walker. Okay. Okay. I didn't realize Wow. Yeah, had me. So, I forgot of Finney Smith when I was watching the Mavs, and I was like, "Who is this guy right now?" I was like, "Oh, okay. I'm a Mavs fan," and I'm like, "Who is? Oh, Trey Burke. Oh, okay, all right." The, the actual funniest one. I know. I know it's a big deal, and it's not humorous. But the funniest one was I saw on Twitter the other day. In uh, Paul Millsap has vote on the top of his jersey, and he's number four. So his jersey says <laughs> "Vote for Millsap." Millsap. <laughs> well, so everybody's like, well, "I'm voting. So I'm okay. voting Paul Millsap 2020, man." <laughs> And so the reason I'm glad we, we're recording this today, because I would have kind of maybe a little bit complained that I didn't know who the players were, but the NBA is now put on, on the bottom. If they have a different name at the top, below their number, kind of in the lower yeah. back, it says their, their actual last yeah. name, which this is something, this isn't something like the NBA goes, oh, wow, we don't, this is confusing. We need to change it. They had planned on doing this. They just wanted to have at least the first weekend be only the name. So you focus on what is on the back of the jersey, which again is really cool and makes me think the NBA really knows what they're doing. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why the players think they have the best commissioner in, in sports, which if he's going against Rob Manfred, as <laughs> you can tell, the bar set really yeah. low. Man. Jared, um, what is some thoughts you've had just from kind of the NBA restart besides just loving that we have basketball? Back? Oh, dude, it's it's amazing. I've, I've never been as happy to watch NBA basketball, but <laughs> – of course, I guess the main take I have is I know way less about like who's that team this year than I did last Wednesday. Last Wednesday, yeah. last Wednesday, I was like, oh yeah, winner of Lakers Clippers is going to play the Bucks for sure. There we go. Yeah. After these first like five days, I have no idea. I was just watching the uh, Heat Celtics game earlier, and the Heat looked pretty good. 
They look pretty good. I want to throw. The Heat I want to say good. this. I've kind of been on the Heat bandwagon, talking about them being a possible sleeper, and I've just thrown because I've talked. I've heard so many people talk about how good Bam Adebayo is. Well, I finally watched him in this restart, yeah. like more closely. The dude is a beast. Yeah, he can dribble, I, yeah. I haven't been watching. Him. I haven't because I mean, I guess even this whole season, I kind of fell off on my basketball watching. I mean, I was watching the like if if Lakers and Clippers are playing, or if there was a big Thursday night TNT game, I was watching it. But I wasn't the I wasn't the like avid basketball watcher that I was back in the day. So I mean, but watching it, the bubble, I've been watching it every day of the bubble, multiple games. And well, and if you if you think about it, right when everything kind of went away was right when we probably like after All Star break, you really mm-hmm. start watching them closely. You start watching yeah, all the games. That's, yeah, that's right when then I, that's when things that, shut down. What was it, March tenth, eleventh, whenever? Like those yeah. couple of days is when I was really like, okay, like basketball is getting serious. Let's dive into this thing. Let's see what's going to happen. And then, bam, like it just all fell apart. But, yeah, since it came back, dude, like I said, I don't know anything about any of the teams. Like, I know, like, I, I mean, you think I you have the teams I want to talk about who we like as our favorites. I want to talk about who we think is going to be really good. But first, before we do that, I have to mention that Devin Booker shot that we're recording this on Tuesday, so we just saw it. That Devin Booker game winner against the Clippers. Fantastic. That is insane. Yeah, how he <laughs> I mean, made that. Not all, he's defended by the two best, maybe the two best perimeter defenders in the game. And they were all Turned in his field, and even made them like they made him. He made them both like air. leap to it, like they were attempting to get out to him, and he shot it over. And both Paul George of them. was going to block it. Paul George had it blocked, and he like readjusted yeah. and threw it with one uh, hand. Did you see? And not only made it, he swished. Oh, it. just a drain. Did you see when he was after he had fallen back onto the ground? It was kind of a a dame yeah. situation, of when he was looking in the camera, it was one of those. Like the camera caught it perfectly, and now I just saw on Twitter the Suns changed their header and profile picture and all that to that picture of Devin Booker laying down on the ground, and oh, it, was, it was it was. Great. I kind of feel like the way he was laying on the ground for a second. I kind of feel like he was a little shocked too that he switched. Oh it. yeah, like, he saw he, it go in as he fell he down. He's like, "Oh my god, I made that shot." <laughs> now the Suns aren't going to be anywhere in the playoffs, so it's fine. But, the <laughs> but I mean, awesome. I mean, who's Devin to say Booker the Suns aren't going to be? If they, if they go eight and zero, I think they have a shot, and they're three and zero right now. So I mean, well, I would assume they're probably not getting eight zero. But then again, they did they did beat the Mavs, so they're and then they, I mean, <laughs> the Mavs, Clippers. The I mean, they're beating pretty solid teams right now. Is the thing about it, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, so we're we're four or five days into the restart, and I know you said the main thing you've gathered is you don't know anything. But if you had to now. One on the Western Conference, have you decided, like you saw the Lakers Clippers play, do you know you have a favorite out of those? Or just in, or maybe you don't even think those are the two favorites to get there? What do you think in the Western? I mean, in the West, of course, I mean, it's not even really just a basic thought just to say Lakers Clippers. I mean, it almost seems like an easy decision. And I guess if you want to branch out of just the typical Lakers Clippers, I mean, the Rockets are looking pretty good right now. The Rockets are looking really good. They, I think they're playing against the uh, Blazers right now. So we'll see what they do in yeah. there. But I mean, the, the West, both sides, the East and West are both looking pretty wide open right now. I mean, the Lakers, the Lakers are looking pretty good, but I mean, you saw Toronto manhandled another night. So yeah, there's really no telling. I think what I saw is I, I would say the Lakers are the favorite over the Clippers to me. Now I would still, I think that's probably a seven or six game series. And if, I just don't think the Clippers have figured out who they are as a team yet, where the Lakers know exactly what they are. Their LeBron yeah. facilitates, especially against Clippers, AD's going to yeah. score a lot, and then shooters around them. Um, but I think the Rockets, I know we mentioned before LJ Sleepers in the West, and we mentioned the Rockets, but I'm even more on the Rockets now because one thing I think before, right before the, the uh, shutdown, 
we kind of thought the Rockets looked, if you remember watching, they looked like they were kind of running out of gas because Russ and Westbrook, or Russ and Harden play so many minutes yeah. and they're used so much. Plus, it's a small ball lineup that has to play. Like, P.J. Tucker has to do a lot just to play with some of the centers he plays yeah. with. And now they've gotten four months. The big thing about Harden has been he, he seems to, like, kind of drain out in the playoffs. He, it, for whatever reason, he doesn't play as good late in the playoffs. And some people say it's because his usage rate is so high in the season, he just wears down, which is a legit argument. Now he's fresh. He's had four months. His body's just been chilling, and we get a fresh heart, and maybe he can make a run. I think they're interesting. I don't think the Mavericks have a legit I, – I thought they had a legit shot. They're still going to play someone tough, but they don't have a legit shot, I don't think, of beating the Yeah, about, I mean, the Mavs so. – I mean, of course, what it's looking, if they stay the same, Mavs might end up being like a seven seed. I don't think if you're the Clippers who are looking likely to be the two seed, you're not looking at the Mavs as just like, okay, I can't wait to you're play – I can't nervous, wait to yeah. play the Mavs. In the first series. Also, you're not really looking. I don't think the Clippers are too worried about the Mavs. Of course, over the yeah. course of a set, because the Mavs, I mean, they were just running all over the court the other night. If they have to do that for a seven game series with the Clippers, it's not going to go good for them. And the Mavs have shown, as we mentioned off the top, they're they're a team that might look great one half and then might oh, fall apart. Oh yeah, the they can score. So yeah. But uh, then over in the then over in the the East, I think you're right. I. The East is wide open. I think the West, you know, it's LA and LA probably yeah. with a possibility that someone can upset them. But the East, it's it's wide open. I think the Bucks are the favorites. I like the Celtics, the the Raptors, the defending champs. I, I know Kawhi's gone, but they're good. I hate Kawhi left, and they do not seem like they skipped a beat. I mean, October through January basketball, they were okay. And I mean, I read the other night something I didn't even know. They got the best record in the NBA since like July or January twentieth or something like that. I mean, they're on a tear. I know I was texting you. I mean, it might have been just a little bit of recency bias after they destroyed the Lakers, but, I mean, you can't completely hate on somebody if the Raptors are their choice out of the East right now. Yeah, I I was telling me and Dad, me and Pops were talking off air, and we were just saying that I don't think the Raptors have a shot at actually getting to the finals, but I wouldn't want to play them. Mm, I wouldn't want all. to play them because they seem to feel pretty confident that they can repeat without Kawhi. And, Kyle Lowry and Van Fleet and Pascal Siakam, they still have Gasol and Ibaka. I mean, they're they're tough. And OG and Obi is playing good this year. They're they're tough. They're, I, they're deeper than you the think heat. too. They have they they're the team that has the guys like you were just naming them. The guys that you don't really just think of all the time, and you're like, oh, but they're all uh, solid. You don't just sit there and like, hey, let's name some NBA players. Let me okay, OG <laughs> on a new on. I can't even say his last name. You did it way better than me. I mean, I know the guy, but it's that's a tough last name. But you don't sit there and just think of him when you're naming NBA players. But on a court, like that guy's producing. I mean, what did Van Vliet drop forty points the other night almost? I mean, they're, <laughs> so like I, yeah, I mean I'm something? telling you, they're they're deeper than you think they are. They're just not really deep with names. And there's something about when you win a championship. I, I think guys just there's a new confidence where they're like, well, we've already done. Oh it. yeah, we're, I mean, we're the chance to yeah, tell someone. Van, like LeBron yeah. even said, LeBron said people don't talk about him a lot, like in the media and fans. Uh-huh. But everyone in the NBA knows, even if Kawhi left, that's still a group of champions over there. Like they're still tough as hell, and they they, they did that when they beat the Lakers. Yeah, like I mean, Van Vliet is probably like, hey, I dropped. 30-something in Game 5 of the NBA Finals. You think I'm worried about, like, <laughs> uh, regular season bubble games right now? He's like, I, I can do it here, so. Yeah. And and we didn't even mention the seventh seed in the East is the Sixers. Who they could get they could get beat in the first round. I wouldn't be that shocked. But they still, just if you look at their roster, could just win their yeah. roster on paper, they're stacked. Yeah. Like, they could easily yeah. get to the finals. They have the best center. They have... Ben Simmons is really, really good. At times, he looks like LeBron out there, and at times, he looks like a guy who has never shot a single basketball in his life. Yeah. 
Then they got some really good perimeter defenders and Shake Milton. I don't know what I don't even know who this guy is, but he can drop thirty. His name is Shake Milton. Reason, so Shake. That's his nickname. I forget his full name. Oh, but I he love goes it. by Shake Milton. That's such a like a Parks and Rec <laughs> character. <laughs> yeah, he. I, I want to pull up his name now. His name is Malik Benjamin Milton, but he goes by Shake. I love Milton. it. I think that's fantastic. Oh yeah, hey, uh, yeah, and he's he's from SMU. Yeah, oh, yeah, nice. and he's what? I mean, the sixth guy on their roster, fifth guy maybe, like. As far as talent, but he hits like fifty percent for three. And, and then we didn't even mention. Player. I know Al Horford's not the guy that they thought he was going to be, but he's still a legit play NBA player. Yeah. And then they got Dabal, who's one of the best perimeter defenders. They're an interesting team. I, the East that's, is up that's a, I the Sixers are on. definitely that team of if they can put it together, then you got it. But if they can't, because Ben Simmons is just so inconsistent. Because Ben, the ben Simmons, could like lose you said, one in the first round. Yeah, the, or they could go. Yeah, to the, the, the Sixers finals. could get swept by like the Raptors, or they could. Four one the Raptors and you'd be like okay yeah seems about right. Um, before we move on, I did want to mention to you, Jared. Uh, there's some questions right now. I know Woj is finally out of uh, suspension. Or the, oh, the, good for him. LJ, I think you know yeah. you know Woj, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. He, he's he out dropped of the biggest Woj He's in the bomb. bubble. He's out of quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he dropped Woj he dropped something. All right. <laughs> So he got suspended, but now there's questions about his future at ESPN because if you look at his Twitter, at least as of Tuesday night, as of recording this, his bio used to say ESPN Senior NBA Insider, NBA Countdown, Sports Center, The Woj Pod. Now it just says at Woj ESPN. Hmm. I don't know. I don't right. know if there's like he's parting ways or what, or maybe he's just a little salty at them. <laughs> he actually gained 0.1 million followers after his Woj, his big Woj pod. <laughs> hey, <laughs> just pu- publicity, man. <laughs> Hey, Jared Jones said it. Any, <laughs> any publicity is great publicity, man. <laughs> well, before we leave the All right, now before we, we leave the NBA, I think it might be fitting for me to pick the champion, right? I pick my bet online bet. Yes, actually. Okay, before you pick the champion, LJ, for all the listeners out there, now is your time. I know you've already logged on to betonline.ag. If you haven't, then do it now. And, and now you're here, go to the NBA side, get ready to pick your championship. Now, LJ, can you tell us who will be in the championship? Hopefully he picks an East and the West team. <laughs> no, I'm just picking, I'm picking the winner. I'm picking the winner. Cause I don't, I don't know the teams well enough, but I, okay. uh, um, so before I answer, James Harden is the one that statistically plays better when there's less gentlemen's clubs in that city. Is that correct? That is that is correct. He plays better when there's not a gentleman's club. Him and Lou Williams both maybe play better when there's hey, it was just for the lemon pepper wings, man. <laughs> well, how many gentlemen's clubs are in the bubble? Is my only question. Well, I think there's 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 probably is some gentlemen's club in Orlando, but none in the none bubble. In the you bubble. cannot go to a gentleman's club and, and and we've learned if you do go to a gentleman's club, that means you broke the bubble and you will be quarantined. <laughs> so I don't think he'll be seeing <laughs> money on the rockets. Will saying money, that it was six months ago. <laughs> money on the rockets. I'm picking it right now. That's it. That's the answer. <laughs> so LJ's going rockets because James Harden won't be going to the gentleman's club. Yep. I love it. <laughs> you actually sometimes when it comes to your NBA knowledge, you have no there's no basis for why you picked it. Here you have solid ground to stand on. Like I think you have legit reason. James Harden's gonna win it and win finals MVP and be like, hey, yeah. no strip clubs made it all the better, man. <laughs> all right, LJ, before we go, this is not sports related, but it's something that I have no idea how that like we got to do an explain it to Kevin because uh, yes. I've been asked about it. I have no clue how this works. I've, I, I, I rattle it off like, oh, yeah, that duh. But so there's a corn short, a coin, a corn shortage. No, there's right no now. corn shortage. The corn <laughs> seems to be there seems to be an excess of corn right now. But coins, on the other hand, there's a shortage. I don't 
if you go to like Walmart or Kroger or right. any any of your local grocer, there's probably a sign up that says like due to the coin shortage, blah, 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 blah. So people I've had someone ask me before and, and someone will even mention, I'm like, yeah, well, that's due to COVID. And I say that very confidently, yeah. like I know exactly what I'm talking about. But someone finally this weekend asked me to go. It was actually mom. I was talking to mom and she goes, OK, but what, how did COVID <laughs> cause a coin shortage? And I was like. Question. <laughs> I had no answer. I had absolutely no answer. So LJ, can you or can you? I, you might just rattle some bullshit off. I don't know, but can you at least explain it to Kevin in bullshit? I can. Terms? Like I'm a I can player. definitely explain it. But Jared, do you know? Do you want to give it a shot or? LJ, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I have no idea. I do the same okay. as Kevin every time. Right. People cool. will be like, "Hey, like, does anybody know the coin shortage?" And I'm like, "Corona, dude. You, <laughs> yeah, Corona. Just Everything's off. No matter what happens, Corona." <laughs> I tried to like I tried to go well it's because we're buying more stuff online but that still wouldn't I don't that's think a makes big, us have a that is actually shortage. that is the biggest pro I mean that's not the biggest reason but that is a huge part of it so um so that's how I get by I just say that but I have no reasoning I just say oh it's because we're so I actually Kevin seeming smart when he's not even meaning to so I actually <laughs> it happens a lot. I looked this up uh before we got on air actually uh and uh, so so what I knew already was the fact that I mean how much cash have you handled and handing it to people in the last few months. I mean, I bet your answer is zero. I've you. I mean, a little. Okay, but not much. Well, it's it's not very much. little compared to like normal. I I feel like I like to keep cash on me um, regularly, but like lately, I don't want to hand somebody a twenty dollar bill and then they hand me three ones and and a, a quarter that's got COVID on it. You know. Wow. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just want to touch people as little as possible lately, right? So I think. Um, uh, so most people I think are in a similar mindset to me where it's like, just put it on the card, keep all the cash in the bank. Um, everybody's saving money too, still, you know, compared to normal times. And so the big thing is, is 83% is what I saw earlier today of currency comes from recirculation, right? So if I spend my quarters, then those quarters go to somebody else and then they put those quarters back in and then those quarters go to somebody else. And so 83% of current of coin currency comes from recirculation. And so since people aren't sharing that wealth, they're buying things on Amazon, they're buying things with their credit card or debit card. Um, that means that they're less different online grocery stores too. Yeah. yeah. So there are less change. Uh, so people are keeping the change. It's going into their couches or their washers or whatever, but they're holding on to it. Um, and so stores have less of it. That's the entire reason I did read originally that it had something to do with like the plants shutting down the mints in uh, Philadelphia and Denver shutting down due to COVID. But it turns out that's not actually true at all. Um, it has a lot more to do with the fact that people are just hoarding all of their money. Like they're a dragon in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <clears throat> well, it does make a little sense now that you like a lot of currency works where the like the quarter you gave what's it is now that quarter goes right. to me where now I'm paying with a card but that one person comes in with like the next five people that come in with cash the Walmart's using their coins they're never using mine because I didn't exactly, pay with exactly exactly and so that does that makes a little sense now uh, I did read and you know I love a good conspiracy oh, theory yes, please. and <laughs> I saw one on Twitter I couldn't get behind this one because like someone I, I don't even know if I can make it all match up but somehow it was we're really to believe there's a coin shortage this is just Bill Gates wanting us yes, to go to all a cashless society all a cashless uh, society so then they can track everything we're buying and then they can put the vaccine into our arm and they can track us because it's not even a vaccine it's a chip that's going to tell us where it is mark of the beast bill gates is devil 
End of story. I don't understand. Here's the, so the theory seems to not have any holes. It seems to be pretty, pretty holeproof. The the thing about these conspiracies that drive me the craziest is like they can't accept that COVID is a big enough deal. So they have to come up with like 80 other things to like math. So like everything's going crazy and we say, well, COVID's a big deal. And they're like, it's not that big of a deal. And then we say, well, yes, it is because of uh, the coin shortage. And they say, oh, well, that's actually Bill Gates trying to uh, take us to a cashless society. And like. Well, okay, uh, weird, but it's a big deal because, um, you know, there are a lot of people dying and they're like, oh, well, that was invented by China and the other countries are just playing along to make us look bad. Like, wh- like at what point does the conspiracy just die and we just say, oh, COVID's actually a pretty big deal and we just need to deal with that. And Pizzagate. You got to think God, about Pizzagate too. Kevin, I can't even. I can't even. Um, I seriously can't. I've right, spent well, hundreds uh, of hours on Pizzagate. Don't even bring it up. <laughs> Anytime someone in public is someone in public is going to be like, "Hey, so what about this corn shortage?" and I'm just going to play this like five minutes of the podcast to him in the in the middle of Walmart. I'm going to be like, "Well, I know." <laughs> Actually, I'm just going to have yeah, I'm just going to have the link set up on my phone, like in like notes, where I can just share it instant, like airdrop it. Like, as soon as somebody goes, "Oh, actually, here you go." It's Bill do you know anything about the corn shortage? Oh. Well, sir, do you have airdrop? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does it for another week of the Just Press Play pod. Jared, we really appreciate you hopping on with us. This won't be the last for sure. Hey, guys, it was great. Hey, got a good setup for me. I'm ready for whenever y'all need me. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Well, we'll do it again. (laughs) Next next man up, baby. I'm here. Next man up. (laughs) (laughs) Next man up, and we're on to Cincinnati. We'll see (laughs) y'all next week. Check out the JPP pod on Facebook or Twitter at Just Press Play Podcast. Or on our website at jpppod.com where we put the show notes every week. Guys, I will talk to you next week. Peace out. Peace. See you guys. Hey, quick shout out. Uh, uh, what I'm listening to, The Roots, uh, because one of the members of The Roots died last week. And so I've been jamming Philadelphia Half-Life. I'm going to throw this in a little part where we have the radio voices drifting in and out of your ears. But that's what I'm listening to. <laughs> and shout out to Mike Golick for uh, Mike Golick stuff. at the end of the radio. Yeah. spent a lot of years. Great, great career. Like that voice will be on our earth. And he's going. Yeah. He's going to call. He's going to call college football, so he'll still be in our lives. But ESPN Radio.